<laughs> we've learned and that we lesson. meander as we yes, recognize. Yes, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> After I chatted with Anka, I, I came away feeling like really interested in some of the stuff I was interested in as I left St Albans Museums, which was stuff around the way that museums were. I'd, I'd kind of not forgotten that, but I hadn't felt particularly passionate about it for a while. So I still talk about the work that you and I did and, and the rest of the team, of course, um, at um, St Albans because of the fact that we really tried to reach out to different communities and really be open yeah. and invite them into the museum and allow yeah. them to shape and form what happened in the museum so the yeah. there was a different format a different format that uh, yeah I still still think about like um we, we talked recently too about occupy the museum it might be just worth explaining how we knew each other there um I feel like we've done this before but for different <laughs> different things so um I, I started at St Albans Museums just a, a matter of weeks before you but you were my my line manager as um audience development manager overseeing mm-hmm. the interpretation side of the, the the whole service and I was um, a learning and interpretation officer with a specific focus on informal learning and communities which was really exciting because it felt like it, it was just what you were talking about then this opportunity to go out and um, really try and engage with with the, the local community. Um, yeah and I mean that was the idea behind audience development at the time which is yeah. I think 10 years back or possibly mm. even more. Um, but audience development at that time in the United Kingdom was really very much about not just developing new audiences, reaching the audiences, but really the idea of, yes, doing that, but doing it by opening up museums as well. So yeah. um, it was very much at the at the beginning. And I remember for, I think it was the regional museum service, um, we did a, a little bit of a training as well, didn't we? And kind yeah. of these um, engagement um, activities. And, and that was really something that we worked with a lot in order to open up the structures of the museum and uh, invite new people in. So that was the idea behind the whole audience development team. That um, Yeah, what you said about the, the training we did, I'd forgotten about that, but it was um, it's really interesting like how much stuff there was going on where it was about exchanging ideas. No, I, I do remember that because, um, I mean, even at that time, um, I think you and I both were, were also very kind of self-reflective and, and thinking back, um, you know, on things that, that we'd done and kind of think about, you know, did that actually work and and how can we improve on that? And I remember when we did, um, when we prepared for this, I'm going to call it training, but it was mostly kind of an exchange of experiences. Um, we did really reflect a lot on, on different activities and programs and projects that we'd done and, and kind of presented it that way as well. And, and also presenting it in a way of kind of a, a, a successive ladder of sharing more mm. and more power and opening up structures more and yeah. more. And actually now that, so with the project that we're involved in right now, Wachzeit, um, which is kind of fueled by the idea of third space, um, I, I was reminded of our training exactly because of that, because in third space, kind of the the core idea is about sharing power. And uh, in another project that we are as the VSN are involved in, that, that is dedicated to third space, we really recognized very, very early on in that project that it is that it is kind of the succession. You can't always have everything so sometimes Mm -hmm. it is about um you know starting you know sharing a space inviting people just into the space and then realizing well i still have most of the power so let let us take a step further in the next Mm -hmm. project and so that's kind of what we did yeah in st albans and i think we tried things that um 
maybe I guess some people may even be nervous about you know it was it was this anytime you hand over power or even share power it's um in in any any sector it it can be scary for people especially if you've done a job for a long time or or um it's been done a certain way for a long time it was really good when when we worked together because I was glad to have someone else that that would dare to do things you know and try and push those ideas of of um really what I wouldn't have called at the time third space because I hadn't really known of of the, of the theory but but yeah that just creating an environment where where people can kind of exist together equally and um and I think that came out in some of the exhibitions and stuff we we developed as well so I, I was reminded yesterday because I was looking through some old photographs of the the exhibition we did um, for one of the Magna Carta um, oh, yeah. commemorations, centenary, not centenary, but I don't know what anniversary it was, mm-hmm. but it was a significant one. Gosh, oh my, it would have been like 1215 was the Magna Carta. So whatever, 800, <laughs> whatever let's say 800. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a long time. But we, we decided to look at um, when people have have stood up for their rights yeah. um, from all over the world. And we included things such as Emily Davison. We looked at the Berlin Wall and this is what had reminded me of it because we created um, a wall made out of foam bricks and the idea was people would come in and write what their idea of freedom was on this and eventually we'd have this this wall of of, a wall of freedom for want of Mm. a better term built there and I and I saw this picture yesterday and I wished it was here when we did our earlier vaccite challenge about walls Uh, it it was really interesting to see what people wrote and and then some people sh- shared memories of of um their journeys and um where freedom hasn't been possible for them always and and then other people just put some beautiful quotes and it was a really nice i remember it being a really nice balance of things actually that's what i really liked about that particular exhibition we did there it 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 really was a growing exhibition so mm. you know it wasn't something that finished once yeah. our team had put it together um and it might be worth um uh, mentioning here as well that as part of the audience development team because this is quite different in in Germany and the curators were part of Mm. our team as well and I think this is what really worked because as that team it was one audience development team including the curators we developed the different exhibitions and in that particular exhibition it didn't end once we had the opening because it continued to grow and it changed as well I felt um, due to the contributions of the of the visitors who were enabled to yeah, leave something behind for the next person. But I also wanted to pick up on on something else. I mean, especially with, you know, when you open up exhibitions to commentary by the visitors, mm. um, I think that that is to some degree the hardest thing. Yeah. Because you get kind of this live um, yeah, commentary and and perhaps a judgment as well on your work because an exhibition is also your work, you know, even if you've worked with a lot of people and got their input. Yeah. And, um, and, and this is why, you know, I, I do want to go back to the Occupy and um, the museum project that we did where inv- we invited people into our permanent exhibition. And it had a, uh, you know, we had a reason for that as well, because we were going to have 
um, you know, a new museum in a different location and kind of thinking about developing the concept for that new permanent exhibition. So we invited people into the ex exhibition. Um, I think it was an evening event, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. Music yeah. and all of that. Um, and we handed out... Um, post-it notes mm -hmm. and they could just go around and say, you know, oh, I like this or I don't like this and just write down whatever. Um, and um, I, I still remember that they picked up on certain elements of the St. Dolben's history that just weren't in yeah. the... Yeah, weren't in the narrative of the exhibition. No, and 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 I think that's the thing. And you kind of say, why isn't this in in here? And the answer would always be, oh, we don't have objects. You you can create experiences of of heritage of um, museum that isn't always object centric, you know, and there are other ways of creatively doing things. If I remember correctly, there was also a sense of real urgency and real passion. Mm. So the notes that people had left behind, and yes. as often happens, I think it started with one note and then like others clustered yeah. around yeah, it yeah. as well, didn't it? And so you kind of realize that it doesn't need an object for something mm. to really be important to people, yeah. to be their heritage. Yeah. And that's kind of what I took away from that experience. Do you, what are your thoughts on that now, like in 2022, that, that idea of um, how you can it, help people engage and, and engage yourself with heritage, with museums, um, without those traditional, not that you take all the objects out of a museum, for example, but but we're saying, oh, you can do it, you can do it. But what do you have any examples of... Yeah, I mean, well. I, well, I'm not sure about well, but certainly something that I was and am very proud of and also where I was very moved was in my previous job. And this is after I'd already moved to Germany and, and the German museum's world is different, uh, which was one of the reasons why I then decided to leave. Um, but um, we did a truly co-creative exhibition there. Um, and this was, uh, it was kind of similar, actually, now that you said, I'd, I'd forgotten a little bit about our Magna Carta exhibition, I have to confess. Um, but this one was about diversity and kind of exclusion. So mm. we worked with groups that were and are um, excluded from uh, German society, you know, be it um, homeless groups, be it people with disabilities. Um, we also talked, uh, we worked with a, a group of lesbians and uh, we had uh, part of the exhibition was about the first dyke march. And it was great. I mean, they yeah. were so, you know, and then they, they, you know, I kind of did the same thing with them as, as what we did in St. Albans, really support the, supporting them and telling their stories and um and and they all then came and you could really feel and and they said this to me as well you know that it was really important for them to see their stories told yeah. in a place like a museum so you come into the whole area as well of how museums as spaces kind of give credit as well um to people's stories and yeah. people's stories are our heritage and so um this wasn't about objects i mean we had objects but really the objects were kind of more of an illustration of a story which as a matter yeah. of fact i always feel objects should be used but that's just me yeah. there you go um it was really about their stories and so for me that was a really powerful experience um because of you know their clear reaction to that and uh, and it also was a confirmation again that you know, like I said, heritage is people, is people's stories, is yeah. people's passions and how they make sense of the world and um, 
how they want to build their future. I mean, that's the other yeah. thing. It's, you know, heritage isn't always, um, you know, about looking backwards. On the contrary, I would argue it is, it has everything to do with people's positioning within their present and how they want to shape their futures. Mm. And, you know, objects may play a role in that. Um, physical environment is important very yeah. often, um, but none of that matters without yeah. people. The role of the museum as as this place where people can have stories told, and and the public, uh, by by and large, does respect museums as as a place to do that. But also, I mean, you know, now that 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 we talk, I am thinking back about you know the whole idea of audience development, you know, of ten fifteen years ago in in not just in the UK but also in the United States, mm. and it was all about um, you know telling the stories of those that currently were underrepresented yes. in our museums so, so that was yeah. kind of one aspect of it and that's not something that I have heard talked about mm. a lot in in Germany but I think it is so that exhibition in my previous job I think to me was also about you know in addition to everything else that I've just said it was all about that mm. you know it was about bringing those stories because all of those people are part of our communities you know, so yeah. to bring their story into the museum and therefore make their stories part of the general story of the yeah. city was really important. And yeah. um, I mean, I wish um, it's it's the same thing that that local history museum um, was about to be redeveloped. I very much hope that those stories are or will be part of that yeah. new permanent um, yes. exhibition because they are, you know, those everyone in a community is part of that community so when we talk about yeah. diversity it also means you know a diverse museum has to make visible all of those stories having the people who are underrepresented now um featured and focused on and and, and sharing these stories um it isn't that you just have to do that you know i think a lot of people that are scared of doing these things that is a way of bringing historical stories to to greater relevance as well, you know, and and having these things side by side. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this, you know, this, this is what we talked about in St Albans, and which I th still think is so important to really, you know, not consider history as something mm. that is just kind of in the past and yeah. it's finished, and we're kind of looking at it from a distance. But you know, like I said earlier, heritage, and and I do make a distinction between history and heritage. Yeah. Um, Heritage is really something that, you know, it's the history that still matters to us today. Yeah. And so therefore, you know, I, I don't even feel like it should be much of an effort, you know, to kind of make, you know, the, the connections to the present because I think mm. they're always there. Yeah. But uh, in my experience, there is something specific about museums and perhaps to an extent also heritage sites and certainly visitor centers at heritage sites, you know, as a, as a, you know, field of, um, you know, practice, right, that makes the people working within those fields kind of just think in, you know, this, this, this is what history is and it's already in the past mm. and therefore we're not really looking at the present because if you look at the present then that's something completely different from a museum, yeah. you know, that would, it would be a different organisation, a different institution altogether that does that. I guess that's where the... Um potentially the road, role of third space could can, can come in. I'm a freelancer, but my whole sort of branding is Adam and the Muses or Muse House because 
as someone who's a big fan of words, I love the etymology of museum as house of muses, you know, and I've always felt that it's really misapplied to museums and it really sticks in my throat because what museums are and yeah, what, what they started from, which was lots of rich um, people going on their journeys, bringing stuff back to the houses and then showing their friends that that's the, that's what, that's what started museums ultimately. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you think, well, hang on a second, these things are great, but actually you can't have that word because the muses isn't just history, it's art, it's poetry, it's science, it's um, all these other fantastic things. And I, I think that as a freelancer, I feel that my aim is to try and be kind of involved in all of those things because then I feel like it, to me, that is doing what is museum, you know, and without a building, you know, and I think that's the... Um, I do think in the long term, in the distant future, that is what museums will kind of have to shift towards because that I think there will always be the need for physical places. And I think we'll always go to these grand buildings and marvel at their beautiful architecture. But if you see the things that are going on with um, the Meta company and all of this, the way virtual reality is developing, you know, it's going to become less necessary to travel to the Louvre to see um, the Mona Lisa and really feel like you're there. Well, I mean, it, it does. There, there was a time, and I'm and I'm trying to place it. Probably, I mean, it was before I came to Germany, so you know, it's probably that's about ten years ago as well. When um, you know, as as we were starting to think more about and 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 kind of reflect on the successes of our audience development mm. methods. I mean, I remember when the, uh, wasn't it the Arts Council that took over, you know, the museums, what used to be, was it called the Museums Council? They started off with a study, which I found really great, on, you know, how much all of these, you know, uh, measures to open up museums, to diversify museums, including the museum workforce, you know, so mm -hmm. not just visitors, but also museum workforce, yeah. you know, how how effective they'd been. And, and, and it was really quite heartbreaking because it came out, no, it's mm -hmm. not that much has changed, you know, compared to before. And, uh, and I remember at, at around that point, you know, and on, uh, at conferences, you know, people were actually starting to talk about, well, maybe we need something completely different yeah. to the institution of a museum, the way it's been envisaged previously. And maybe this change, which you just described, which I would hope would happen, but, but kind of the argument was, well, maybe that change isn't possible just because of the structures and how yeah. we've all been educated yeah. to fulfill these roles within these structures, within yeah. these institutions that are museums. And maybe to stop that way of thinking, we need to have completely different institutions. Yeah. Um, and, and now that I'm outside of the museum world, I'm free to say I would actually welcome that because yeah. I, I still, after all this time, and especially now in Germany, I kind of feel like, yeah, we need, we need to have a break. And, uh, and and maybe there will be archives of objects, you know, yeah. and then they can research the objects and they yes. can write scholarly articles and books about them. And that's great. Yeah. But everything else, you know, where kind of the important aspect of, you know, history and heritage happens for our societies, that can happen in a different institution. Yeah, completely. So, yeah, and we can have yeah. different roles that are not in conflict with each other, because I think that is the other thing that 
that happens a lot and yeah. um, and also the demands because I mean one of the things also um, and especially in Germany at, at conferences that that I was at when I was still in the German museum sectors you know they, they, they would have these heated discussions about uh, you know interpretive texts and interpretive programs yeah. um, being dumbed down yeah yeah and then very very quickly you know, and, and sometimes they would even say this, they would say, yeah, but, but you know, if I write a text like that, and th these are tended to be curators that, that said that, you know, if I write a text like that, then all of my peers are going to think I'm not actually up to my job. Mm. And that right there is the problem because yeah. that's in a museum, you know, we always said this in our audience development team at, at St. Albans, it's not about us, it is about the yeah. visitors and it is about the people. One thing they talked about when they were redeveloping the, the St. Albans Museum, and I don't know if it actually did happen, but one of the ideas was this, um, it sounds horrible to say it, but almost like a, an Argos, do you have Argos in Germany or a kind of catalogue no. shop kind of, okay, so no, you have this, nothing like right, Argos. so in, in, in the UK, you, you go into Argos, you look through a catalogue and you you choose the item you want to buy from the shop and they bring it down for you it's just in a warehouse there's not there's nothing on display there's no um you don't get to look at it it's it's just you'd look in the catalog and they bring it down and this idea that you just have a, a big store of museum objects and then an a digital archive you go on and you say oh this is the thing i want to see today um and for people that are very object focused i kind of didn't hate the idea i think it served an interesting purpose it was it was yeah a bit out there and and I think I'm not against do you know I'm not against objects I'm like I, I am against objects and I'm going to put this on the record I am again against objects that aren't where they belong you know I do I do have an issue with that and I do think we need to look particularly those of us in in Europe the United States people who museums who've got heritage that really really morally and ethically belong to a completely different place. This, this touches on so many things that, you know, we've talked about um, in the Wachzeit project as well yeah. and, and with regards to third space, because I actually consider, you know, whether or not it's the museum per se as a structure or with all of its roles and the whole kind of we're telling the story because we know the story and we're teaching yeah. you, um, all the way to, you know, how objects came into Western museums, collections, all of that is about power. Yeah. And it's about the misuse of power. And I think, you know, in the 21st century, we really need to come to the point where we let go of that power. We distribute power more yeah. equally again. And so, um, yeah, be it uh, restitution, be it opening up museums, doing more, you know, at least co-creation. Um, I think that this is just where we're at now. I think that, you know, history is going to tell uh, take us there. And so, um, you know, whether that means the institution of museums is going to change or roles will be complete, completely different. One of the things that I was really interested in when um, I kind of started having the idea for this project and um, bringing together, you know, um, you guys as the experts, you know, yourself and uh, Anke von Heil and Lamia Fetzer. That was really important to me. Everything that we talked about, you know, really the sense of, opening up spaces, really giving away the control. Because I think this is true for Emmeline de Woody, our um, mm. you know, colleague at the Limes Museum, um, and myself as well. You know, we were kind of like, okay, this is our project and our yeah. you know, organizations are, are behind it. But um, I, I feel like we um, 
really had very little to do with the actual project that came out of it. And this mm. is the aspect that I'm really, really excited about, that we did manage as part of this project to create a space for experimentation. And um, and what came from that, because... Um, you know, um, I, I know that you guys have said this um, yourselves, you know, you worked really well together. You kind of complemented each other with your skills as well. Um, and, and that was really exciting to see because I feel that through this mixture, we're really able to explore things. And mm. so, for example, the, the, the element of really inviting the world to participate in a project that is rooted here in Aalen. Yeah on the basis of Roman heritage in Ireland, but then, you know, immediately like taking that rootedness out into the world through that line of connection of, of Roman heritage um, is something, you know, and doing this via social media, I mean, that's the key yeah. point. Social yeah. media is something that was completely new to us as organizations and uh, is really intriguing as well to me personally as kind of a, a heritage professional and cultural education professional um, when we're thinking about the third space as a digital space as well. And so yes. I'm so excited about this element of our project together because I feel, you know, once again, we've really given ourselves um, the space to take risks I mean, we are going to do an evaluation and a debrief and everything and really reflect together about how it all worked. But we just felt that this is something that was right for this project and to really invite people into the project as well. And uh, um, some of the things that have already come out, like you posted uh, poems yesterday, mm. wasn't it? I, yeah. this, this is so exciting to me because who would have thought that we would get poetry like that yeah. Yeah. when thinking about Roman heritage? And another thing that was, was sent was a lovely, um, kind of guided meditation that someone created um, which really it's a kind of um, immersion back into the Roman scene of this particular site so it's kind of you're there in the moment and the, the person's voice that they're, they're talking you back and they're taking you all the way back to even standing before the the gods of the Romans and and the the Germanic gods what what would you say to them and and this is what I mean it is about people's connections with something that comes from history, but through those connections, it becomes there and thus our heritage. Yeah. And we're able to share that and share it around the world and share it through the digital space as well. So that connectivity that the digital opens up for us, um, I'm, I'm really intrigued by and interested in. And I know, yes, a hundred years ago, there did a lot of studies about just that aspect of the internet, but things have moved on a little bit. And now we're talking a lot about third space and, you know, mm -hmm. third space is a facilitated space. And I really feel like this is what we've done in this project and experimented yeah. with. And, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of all you guys. And uh, it's, it's, it's really it's interesting. Been an absolute pleasure.